Warning. The following podcast contains two morons talking about sophisticated subject matter, like ninus and hoo-hahs. Also, a few whoopsie-daisies and at least one house or ante. If you don't have a strong stomach, you know where the door is. Right. On with the shenanigans, then. The podcast which you are about to hear is an account of the tragedy which befell two washed-up losers. In particular, Court Psyops and his immature co-host, Matt. It was all the more tragic in that they were uncultured morons. But had they lived very, very full lives, they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see each week. For them, an idiotic podcast show became a nightmare. The events of each week were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. What is Psyops? Psyops for psychological operations is very simply the art of influencing how people feel and think and ultimately how they behave and what they do. You don't have to defeat the enemy on the battlefield. It's better if you can convince the enemy to do what you want him to do without having to fight him. And that's really the intent behind Psyops, to convince people to do what you want them to do. So how does PSYOPs fit into what's happening now? The two points I'd like to make with you and the audience is that, first and foremost, PSYOPs save lives. The second thing I'd like to say, a lot of people have misconception about PSYOPs. They think it's something devious and brainwashing. say you don't know exactly what's going on right now, but we do know that there are some psyops going on, right? Ma'am, I don't know. Cinema psyops. And I believe with all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. Why I believe that is because I know how it feels. I know what it does to you. Cinema psyops. They think it's something devious and brainwashing. Welcome to the 270th week of something dangerous and brainwashing that is Cinema PsyOps. Once again, socially distancing away from me, Court, is Matt! Yeah, I don't want to be around you. <laughs> I don't want to be around anyone. I mean, that's not just you. I, I, just, I just don't want to be around anyone. I, I Fuck all that shit. In the immortal words noise. of my favorite GIF meme, girl, same. <laughs> I mean, just let's all just take a healthy dose of fuck it all and just say, you know, fuck it all. <laughs> I, I don't really know where else I'm going with this one. <laughs> Weird. It's almost like you've been living with nine to ten months of nonstop pandemic, death, pestilence, destruction, and then COVID struck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, it's, it's a bad time, man. It's a, we're really having a bad time of it. We're having a bad go of it. I'm using this as an excuse to just drop people. I'm just dropping everybody. Everybody's just fuck gone. Them. Everybody's yeah, out of my life. Everyone. Yeah. The only reason All that you're them. still in it is because people want to hear you on this podcast. Otherwise, you'd be dropped like a hot plate, too. I, I don't. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's those are facts. Those are straight <laughs> facts. It's hardcore. 
Yeah, I'm going to have a filter between me and everyone else from here on out. That's how it's going to go. Whether it's a breathing filter or a physical plexiglass barrier or just get the fuck off my lawn. (laughs) Yeah. That's how it's going to be for the rest of my life. I remember like just thinking to myself, wow, why are all these old people like in cartoons or like kid shows are all like, get off my lawn. Why are they all so mad? And I'm like, fucking get it. I fucking, I really do. I fucking get it. I'm sorry if I ever, you know, made it seem like I didn't get it to you people. I get it now. <laughs> I'm like uh, Scrooge after the three ghosts visit. I get it now. <laughs> people suck. <laughs> well, I don't care if you briefly step on my property. I'm not going to yell at you for that. Like if you're walking down the sidewalk and you cross the easement into my actual domain, you know, that's fine. But if your dog's leaving stuff behind, you better believe I will be running behind you with a bag full of that stuff, throwing it at you as hard as I can. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just fucking horse shit. (laughs) Well, actually, it's dog shit usually, but you know. Yeah, okay. Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we are cantankerous, cantankerous fucks this evening. That's for sure. We are. We are very angry uh, about a lot of shit, and uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't give a flying fuck. We did, we earned it. That's that's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. I'm always angry, Cap. I'm fucking, and I am. <laughs> I just, I am so fucking sick of all the shit. And all this shit about getting older and having responsibilities. What the fuck is that about? Um, It's part of life, and you've loafed long enough on other people's teat, and now it's time to give back. I I don't want to do that. I just want to keep loafing on other people's teats. (laughs) Sounds like a great time to me. Yeah, you're in your mid-40s, pal. That's not, it's done, it's over with. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But, I mean, true, true. It's time to, you know, get it out of there. (laughs) Take the teat out of your mouth. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard work. Yeah, I know. It's a pain in the ass to be alive. But on the plus side, we're talking about a French gore horror film from the mid-80s? Yeah. Mid to late 80s? Late 80s? I think 1987? Yeah. Yeah. Look at this shit. Have you ever even heard of Revenge of the Living Uh, Dead Girls before this? Not until tonight. Yeah. (laughs) I had. I caught this once on super ultra mega late night cable. I think it might have been on like Showtime or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. And my warm and fuzzy memories of it being this total unadulterated sleaze fest yeah. have been shattered in an adult life watching it again. However, yeah, I'm very pleased with the Blu-ray transfer and I don't regret purchasing it. It's just, this is nowhere near as sleazy as I was hoping it was or that I remembered it being. I mean, it probably it still is pretty sleazy, but comparatively to the other things that you watched that were also very sleazy, uh, <laughs> this kind of ran out, you know? Right. Like, my memory of this is significantly sleazier than what it ended up being. I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's really fucking sleazy. This, yeah. I mean, it's a French film. Of course it's fucking greasy. Right? <laughs> and it's a French horror film at that. But uh, at the time frame that this film was made in, in France, there wasn't really gore. They had like Grand Guinal Theater and they were all big on that. But movies were more artsy-fartsy, like stories of romance and baguettes. You know? Yeah. And and like a Sad bottle clowns, of Chianti. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah I gotcha. Espousing forever and ever and ever the genius that is Jerry Lewis yeah. and how amazing he is and that Americans can't appreciate him. Well, we're dirty Americans. Why would we? But what I'm getting at here is that's the kind of climate that this film was released to. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> 
it had some censorship uh, issues here and there, obviously. Um, I'm that, sure. Right. Um, the French ratings are kind of closer to how they do it in England, where they have like an age rating. And okay. most horror and gore and even sexually related stuff is like no one under 13. Yeah. Um, the only way that you can really get the higher ratings is if you're doing something so crazy. Like there was a movie that got rated before this from what the director said that featured like a 30 second blowjob scene, like an actual like, you know, penetrative blowjob scene. And Jesus. that got like a under 16 rating in France where this got like a new under no circumstances, anyone under 18 or whatever. How dare you? <laughs> well, it just goes to show you in France, their priorities are really fucked up. Something like a healthy sexual experience between two consenting adults, apparently, even though that's very graphic, as long as you're a teenager, you can handle it over there. Yeah. But violence... Ooh, under no circumstances, violence can be damaging to any age. So let's make sure you're an adult and fully ready to go before you watch a sword get shoved into some lady's vagina. And, and we're very different here in America where we're like, you know, fu- uh, you know, no sex. No, don't show sex. You're too young for that. But you can go ahead and watch people get fucking just excavated and murdered constantly. <laughs> You mean eviscerated? Eviscerated, yeah. <laughs> okay, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Our, our, our rating system in America is really fucked up. See, that the, the big thing is our culture is built on violence and degradation. And whenever consenting adults are doing things, that doesn't make sense to us because there's no violence or degradation. Rape scenes get less of a harsh rating than actual consensual sexual scenes do in this country. Yeah, we got some real problems going on around here. <laughs> yeah, might, just, might might explain some things actually. Oh yeah, yeah. This uh this country is a fucking giant goddamn dumpster fire filled with burning diapers. Yeah, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we're Ralph on the school bus no one's driving. I'm in danger. <laughs> chuckles we're in danger <laughs> we're all that dog sitting around sipping tea saying it's fine in the middle of the fire but yeah this is fine we, we don't we don't have time for any of that it doesn't matter that our country is collapsing under the weight of its own ignoramus and stupidity we, we got no time for that matt we got to talk about revenge of the living dead girls yes finally geez something important <laughs> this is the movie that everyone has been dying for us to talk about matt really <laughs> fuck no but we're gonna do the legion gofundme promo oh. anyway we're gonna have some music that got <laughs> right out of the movie so everybody be cool can you guys be cool i I don't because i'm like can you fuckers be fucking cool at fucking all it'd be nice and when we come back we'll do the review because there is no usable trailer this is Bo from legionpodcasts.com hey it's been a crazy time and when the world gets nuts we're happy to offer some old-fashioned podcast entertainment but for some folks getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community, a sort of grand scale take a penny, leave a penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar. For those who are directly affected by recent events, and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on, well, how about you give me a shout at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of legionpodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at legionpodcasts, where it's the pinned tweet. 
For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping in. And members of our community who need a hand, hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon. So there is a trailer, but it's mostly just a highlight reel of everything that happens in the movie that we're going to be describing anyway, with the screams and everything, with that actual music playing over top of it, and then some of the other music cut in here and there. So that's the whole fucking trailer. Let's talk about Revenge of the Living Dead Girls. Alrighty then. Wow. Revenge of the Living Dead Girls. We started the first 20 minutes. Uh, we see a lady, she's hitchhiking, and she gets picked up by a guy driving uh, uh, almost like a tanker, what you would call a tanker, probably. Yeah, that was totally a tanker. I believe it was yeah. actually a milk truck tanker. It is a milk truck type tanker, yes. Um, we see this mysterious biker following them. Well, anyway, the lady hurts what I think is her ankle, getting like trying to walk up, or at least it seems it is. So anyway, the trucker gets up into the truck and they start driving and uh, he starts moving in on her, like um, rubbing her thigh and everything. And I didn't know that would help your ankle, but okay. Apparently, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not. The place where her injury is moves around as is. Um, Yeah. There's a really good reason for that that we find out later. But clearly this good Samaritan gives zero fucks about anything other than trying to find out how that wound between her legs is doing, if you know what I mean. And I think you do. Exactly. <laughs> well, the the uh, so they pull over. They head to this kind of old abandoned, I don't know, tower. Uh, you know, kind of thing. Building. It looked like a grain silo that got turned into a house, but yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that it was an but observation, looks, wait, wait. like an observation yeah. turret or something. Yes, thank you. It's a, it's a turret. Thank yeah. you, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. All right, so it's a turret. <laughs> so how often do you there. get to say anything is a turret? I mean, come I know on. exactly. It, 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 you got to take advantage of that. Right, turret. We're going to say that word as much as possible. So they're in the turret. They're in this turret, and while in the turret, the trucker is rubbing her injured leg. Well, then he starts rubbing higher, and they start really getting down in the turret. Outside the turret, the biker heads up to the truck. Back in the turret, the truck and the lady are boning. Uh, Then outside the turret, again. (laughs) Uh, Your use of the word turret is amazing. Keep going. (laughs) No one. No one out there listening to this right now is getting annoyed at all and unsubscribing. We're totally fine. Just keep going. They love turrets. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the biker dumps some chemicals into the tanker, and then he takes off. Did that look like a giant Pedialyte bottle to you? Yeah, I was like, what's this? Is that orange Powerade? I love that stuff when I'm hungover. It's 
It's really just helps right. you out. Right. I was like, hey, that's the stuff my wife chugs on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> or I was like, is that, is that windshield washer fluid? Like the winter stuff? I like to chug that stuff on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, we cut to a mom reading her daughter's wedding announcement as her daughter eats uh, breakfast in her underwear. Thank you, movie. That's the French for you. They're fucking classy. Uh, okay, well, we had a little bit of an issue with your copy. You didn't get the subtitles. So the guy that's rubbing the lady's leg, he's basically yeah. saying that he's alleviating pressure points when the trucker's getting it on with this lady. And yeah. the pressure points he's alleviating are rubbing the outside of her vulva and then moving his way towards her clitoris, I'm assuming, because it's all outside the underwear at first. He refers to those as pressure points, saying that he's going to alleviate the pain, which it seems to be working because then he moves on to other medical pressure points that he knows about, which includes her nipples, and then he's messing around with all of those, and then they start fucking, and apparently her leg doesn't hurt anymore. Hey, can I ask you something, Court? Yeah. Are you a doctor? Uh, no. Are but you I like a to... medical MD? No, but I like to play one in my bedroom. Okay, well, oh yeah, well, that's that, that's great. Well, then you shut the fuck up. You don't know what pressure points they had out there. We can't talk about that. That it might be something we don't even know about. Some <laughs> new shit. <laughs> okay, getting a hand job will help you forget about a lot of pain. That's, that's true. I'm not that's arguing that's, that point. That's but, why they call it a happy ending. Right. But I'm just saying that that's what he was trying to say was happening as he was doing it. But it's clear he's just trying to get his penis inside of her in some way, shape or form. And then How that's, dare you? that's when the guy is dumping the Pedialyte slash windshield wiper fluid slash giant Powerade gallon into the milk truck. Because we kind of get the inclination there that these two are in cahoots right off the bat. You know what? How dare you? That trucker was being a hero. So... He's taking the social diseases, so we don't have to. That's right. So, um... Oh, yeah, the girl the girl that's sitting there in her underwear eating her breakfast... Yeah. She's a bride-to-be, and that is the lingerie that's supposed to be going underneath her dress, and she's about to put her dress on because she's being married that same day as soon as she's done eating. Oh, I gotcha. So, anyway, after she finishes her bowl of milk you know, that her cereal was in, she passes out and then dies. Yeah, um, she has this really weird fainty thing, and, you know, if it not for the lingerie, it would actually be really annoying, but the fact that she's kind of, not necessarily seizing, but the way that she falls with the panties and the, the stockings and all the whole outfit, it actually worked rather well and looked pretty nice. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> after all of that... Um, we see her name was Catherine, and they have her funeral, and the biker is there actually watching it. Uh, then we cut to a bar, and we see a couple of girls. They're playing pinball, and two guys are talking in the bar, and that is actually our first clip. Sure it ain't. It ain't natural. Well, that depends on what you want to call natural. What do you call natural? Well, Calvados, for example. Why, well, that's natural. Never killed anybody. But... Germans with their factory. I don't call that natural. No, sir. Those Germans are correct. Those men are careful. Well, you may be right, but accidents happen. Close the factory, and everyone's left out in the cold. We've got to know what we want, sir. Unemployed and alive or working and dead. Those girls over there, they work at OKF. I never looked up their skirts, but they don't look polluted to me. Until the accident. Holy fuck, those guys are sleazy. Yeah, sleazy as shit. Anyway, the biker actually comes into the bar. He takes off his helmet. It's a normal looking dude. 
He's getting a beer, and he looks concerned when the girls come back to the bar, bar and start drinking their milk. And who drinks milk in a bar? What the fuck's going on in France? I don't think it's just milk. I think they were having like um, a milk-based kind of drink, like maybe a Kahlua in milk kind of thing, only or maybe maybe like a an adult milkshake because they kept mixing it up and then chugging it down more. So maybe it was alcoholic in nature. But yeah, it's odd to do that at a bar. Yes. Anyway, uh, then he watches as both girls fall to the ground and die after drinking the milk. The biker leaves and he meets up with a woman. And then we also cut to a office meeting. And all of that is in our next clip. You're nervous, are you? Well, so am I. Just you wait. Are you dumb or what? Yes, I, I am. Didn't I tell you never to call me at the office? You also told me that stuff wasn't dangerous. It isn't dangerous. Then I don't know what is. Those people are dead. What the fuck is danger to you? Hiroshima? We had nothing to do with it. Uh, I saw them drink their glass of milk and collapse. The whole town knows Catherine Legrand drank milk just before she died. Okay, you may be right. But neither you nor me, believe me, are in any way responsible for their death. It was supposed to make them sick, and that's all. You're lying to me. You're full of bull. I don't believe you. I'm not a murderer. It's all over for me. I'll turn myself in. Are you crazy? It must end here. It must end here. No, please, will you stop it? You're not concerned, but people are talking about, well, you know. So you think there must be some truth in it? No. And yet, this year in the world, there were four catastrophes caused by chemical products. People just can't stop thinking about it. And you? What do you think about it? Well, the girls were in good health, young, and, and all three worked in your factory. You've got to understand the people. Yes, uh, but what about you? I don't know. The medical legal expert wants to make an autopsy. That won't be necessary. OKF doesn't pollute. Our toxic wastes are treated far away from here. We pay a lot of money for that. Every day, checkups are made by our chemists. It would be better for you to prevent them from taking drugs. You think the girls were on drugs? Who knows? But that may be the explanation for it. Who knows? I'll check it out. But I've got to check out every single possibility, including milk pollution. Afterwards, it'll be out of my hands. Don't forget to mention in your report that a vast majority of the townsfolks owe their livelihoods to the factory. Huh. Huh. And I want to add that the biker, when he met up with that girl, they ended up hooking up on the hood of her car. Yeah, he was choking her, and then it seems like that evolved from some kind of weird play that they like to have, and then it became this very obviously consensual sex thing. Yeah. But at yeah. first, it felt very rapey, but then it... it felt real rapey. But, then, but... It, then it turned into this thing where it was like she became more aggressive towards him. So I don't know if this is just how these two like to play or what the fuck is going on. I'm really confused at that point and a little turned on. <laughs> well, anyway, um, then uh, after that, uh, the lady who had actually met with the biker, she actually meets up and we see with the woman she meets up with is the hitchhiker who turns out to be a prostitute. She now pays her to seduce. She had uh, pays her to for seducing the trucker, then pays her to have sex on film at a later date. Did you notice she uh, paid like a thousand, whatever it was, was like a thousand for the trucker. But then this other guy, it was like they negotiated basically 400, but we don't know 400 what. Probably Marks or Franks or who, who probably. fucking knows. 
But so, I mean, some kind of money. Apparently, the trucker, the trucker, you know, she earned all that money because the trucker was gross. <laughs> yeah, like a thousand bucks to sleep with a trucker. That guy got super fucking lucky, except for whatever diseases he may have picked up from her. So anyway, uh, we have more funerals for the two girls who were dead, and then um, the uh, director dude who uh, was just talking to the cop. And another gentleman, they have a meeting, and that is our next clip. Tell me where you dumped the waste. It's in a safe place. Yeah, but where? That's my problem. Now listen, Neiman, I'm paying you big money to get the job done, so don't play cagey with me. Yeah, but it still costs you far less than getting them destroyed like you pretend. It's none of your business, isn't it? Until today, I thought there was nothing dangerous about it. But with these three deaths, it's a serious matter. Come on now. Don't play the victim. Nah, I'm not playing the victim. It's a new ball game now, and I want some more money. Money? Well, yes. What do you suppose will happen if I were to squeal on you to the police? You'd end up in jail, my boy. That's possible. Uh, but I've got a way out. And you don't. That's the difference. Meaning? The director of OKF can't just disappear, but I can. If you tried to do anything, they'd catch you in two hours. And you? Uh, nobody knows me. You don't even know my real name. <sighs> You'd lose out, Alvin. Do it my way. Okay. But I want you to guarantee me that the waste be taken so far away from here. I'll never hear about the matter again. I promise. On my mother's grave. Then do it. I mean it. Dump that waste real far from here or I'll waste you. On the other side of the world, all right? Tough life. For tonight. She's okay, her name. We pick her up at this address. I see. Who is she? The agency suggested a new girl. A new girl? She's guaranteed by them. I hope she won't disappoint us. Our new client is very difficult. All our clients are difficult. You can't sell anything to anybody anymore without throwing in a girl. What's this world coming to? <laughs> Sometimes I tell myself I would have been better off working in some ministry. I've been giving lots of thought to our position in case of a trial. It would bring us bad publicity. While a good arrangement is better than a bad trial. I share that opinion, sir. You're certainly right, Bridget. I will think about it. And we see this Bridget. She is the woman who has met who met with the prostitute and the guy on the motorcycle. And this is his assistant. She's um, pulling off some kind of a coup or something or other because the milk truck and then some of the other chemicals have to do with this factory, this giant factory that everybody was bitching about at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> when that yeah, guy exactly. got super rapey about those two chicks dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so then we see there is a, another funeral. And as the mother is crying, you can hear a girl say that they didn't want to hurt you and it's all their fault. That was pretty much that ends that 20 minutes. All right. So the beginning of this is a little bit of a setup of the intrigue and what's going on. And we just see basically three different girls die from this mm, poisoned milk. More and or it, less. And it, it, stomped, it, it, it gets started fast. I mean, you start out, they're already fucking in a turret. That's pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. And, 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 uh, girls are dying. It's just, it's fucking all over the place. 
the place in that first 20 minutes, man. But I mean, I, I'm already locked in in 20 minutes. I'm, I'm pretty well locked in. I'm, uh, I'm excited for this. I'm ready to see where it goes from here. It definitely gets an interesting setup, given that it's, what, like maybe four 20-hour blocks in total. Like, I think it's an 80-minute movie. It's really not that long. Yeah. Like, you could do like a half at 40 minutes. But like the first fourth of the film here, if it is 80 minutes, is essentially just all set up. But it just throws it all out there right off the bat and it doesn't really leave you anything that's open to interpretation or anything like that it's just straight up exploitation b movie let's go yeah pretty much and i'm i'm enjoying it i'm uh, i'm already involved <laughs> you just liked watching the french hooker bang the trucker in the turret I, w- I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy uh, some good sex in a turret, uh, but I'm also excited because I'm waiting for these living dead uh, girls to get their revenge. Yeah, so. I'm more I'm more excited that there are three dead girls just waiting for me and the rest of the Jesus. film to happen. Okay, buddy. Let's just calm it down over there. I refuse. <laughs> All right, well, we start the next 20 minutes. Um, the hitchhiker slash prostitute is, he's with, she's with the director dude who we just, we just saw. Um, he's pretty much blasted and, uh, he and her start getting a little frisky and she gets nude. So thanks again, movie. Thank you, movie. And they start getting frisky and then he passes out. Well, then the, uh, Bridget comes walking in and she starts filming the other girl in different positions on the guy in various stages of undress for probably blackmail. Yeah. I don't see how this is blackmail unless he's a married man and his wife is extremely jealous. And if, but this this is France. I mean, I'm pretty sure that everybody's fucking everybody over there. And maybe it's, they got no morals. You know, they, well, maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's because they're like fucking, maybe it's because it's a prostitute. So technically it's illegal. I don't know. Is it though? I mean, they're, they run around lawless over there. I'm pretty sure prostitution's really okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not like here in America where we have freedom to not be able to do anything. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't know how that works, but sure. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just what we got now. Uh, uh, so anyway, then the next day, that director, he's getting ready to head to them for the, the head offices, HQ. Um, uh, and then we cut to the guy who's to dump the waste. Well, he's dumping it off the road into like a cemetery. And we start to see these, this dead girl's hands starting to rise out of a crypt. I love Um, the sculpt of that dead girl's hand, even if it was like two or three extra joints of fingers compared to her other hand at the same time on the tomb. <laughs> well, then we the company guy is getting ready to leave his home and he says goodbye to his wife, kiss her, and he leaves. Um, the wife is playing some music. She's dancing around. The zombie girls are watching. And then the bell rings, and she says it's open. And so the zombie girls come in, and they put her to the ground and kill her by ocular penetrating her with a heel of one of their shoes. Yeah, they step on her head. Yeah, the and then they bride carry zombie. Her out. The bride zombie does that. The bride zombie plucks her eye out with the stem of her high heel, for lack of a better term. And the effect on it is not too bad, where they do the drop down and the come out. There's a lot of blood spurting out and everything. This is one of those movies where the effects may miss the mark and they may not look all that amazing but it sure has this let's put on a show kids in the backyard kind of feel to it so you're kind yeah. of forgiving of that because like oh you can see what they tried like i was joking about how the one hand was way bigger than the other one you know because they added extra stuff to make that gnarled hand that comes up out of the grave look funky which it absolutely does the problem is is they put both hands in the same shot and you're like oh come on man <laughs> yeah, right so there's a lot of stuff like that in this film but at the same time 
time, it's like it's almost charming where you're like, wow, you guys did okay. Let, let's see what else you got. Exactly. Um, and then after all that, we cut to a man coming home, and he starts as he walks in, his new wife or bride is laying on the bed, and he goes into somehow this is her first night ever of having sex. She's a virgin. He'll be gentle with her. It, 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 this is a weird cut. I, I don't know what we're going for here. And, and then the zombie girls are watching. So I, I don't know what's going on here. At first, I thought this was the lady they just killed. Yeah, me too. But then when he... But when he went up to her legs, they were moving. Yeah. So it wasn't her. I actually thought that it was the bride zombie for a while laying there ready to yeah. get some necrophiliac repose with her reanimated self. And, yeah, man. I could have seen that, too. I would have preferred to seen that because what we actually <laughs> got is just frustrating. And I have no idea what that scene was there for. And I'm just going to call it padding, Matt. Yeah, I'm padding. I'll say padding. Um, so then we cut to the director. Well, he has a meeting in uh, with the head of the company, and he meets Miss Schmidt. She's going to investigate the possibility of poisonings. He then gets a call uh, in the, his boss's office that his wife is dead. He says he needs to leave, and the owner says uh, Miss Schmidt will actually go with him and continue the investigation. Uh, the whole time, this director guy seems like he is trying to cover something up. We don't know what it is, but yes, every he's shady he- as fuck on every he question He says being he asked. should be talking to all the people at the plant because they trust him instead of miss schmidt where the owner's like no fuck you you know that's not happening at all <laughs> well you see matt he's investigated himself and he's found that he has done nothing wrong oh, well see uh, i gotta tell you it looks like that's our, our administration our own administration has been watching that because that is exactly what they feel oh come on they would totally not watch a film like this <laughs> yeah they would um <laughs> No, you're right. They wouldn't. But they still got the idea. Um, So uh, then after making that call, the secretary informs the police officer that was there to, you know, let her know that he's on his way back. The police officer thanks her and leaves. After he leaves, she just starts playing with herself. I I, I was like, okay, that's a... It's a weird thing, but all right. Would it shock you to learn that a lot of the people that were producing this film had been making porno films previously to this? No, that would not be shocking at all. That actually makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, then <laughs> that explains why she just masturbates out of the blue for- Yeah, I, I was like, all right, there you go. So then she walks in and she talks to the lab tech guy who was that guy who we saw who went into his new wife's room. Um, she doesn't just go talk to him, though. The circumstances are, yeah, go ahead. She, first of all, walks in, and then she alludes to that he, the lab tech, was the boss's wife's lover, then alludes to the fact that his own wife actually cheated on him before their wedding, so she wasn't a virgin when they got married, which seems to be really fucking important to him, then starts coming on to him. Uh, So, like, hardcore coming on to him. Yeah, but she pops her top off and walks down there, like, with... Or her jacket back on and barely buttoned up. Yeah, but with a bra on. But yeah, you yeah. see the bra. Yeah. Right, right. And then she undoes the thing halfway down the hall in view of just about anybody from whatever kind of thing in this facility, this like catwalk thing that she's walking on. Then goes into his office, which is 
fully opened window everywhere and it's just standing there with her fucking bra and tits hanging out like in her bra with the coat wide open and just berating this guy and talking down to him and all of this kind of shit and it feels like she's trying to bring him in on whatever kind of weird conspiracy she's got going on that she's been working with the poisoning and all that other stuff that happened to those three girls the prostitute and the biker but this guy doesn't seem willing to do it so now is she trying to blackmail him or just trying to intimidate him like I don't understand this part I don't know I think she's 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 trying to blackmail slash entice him into being with her I think that she he is somebody she either wants or figures she she can get something from it's like my old grandma used to say she's overestimating the draw of her cunny yeah there (laughs) nice but there you go yeah my grandmother never (laughs) said that that I know of but if she did she'd be a hell of a lot more awesome than what she was (laughs) a lot cooler if you did man be a lot cooler (laughs) if you did Graham (laughs) so anyway uh then um, he gets a call, the lab tech, from the police officer, asking him to come to the cemetery to investigate a substance they had found that was dumped there. So he blows off the lady, heads there to check out that shit. He says he cannot believe that it was dumped from his company, but he will take a sample of it and test it. And that closes out the second 20 minutes. He also touches it, says that it can't be that chemical, sniffs at it, has it all over his hand, doesn't bother to wash it off, and this guy, we're supposed to believe, deals with dead chemicals all fucking day yeah apparently uh he's really shit at his job though (laughs) apparently i don't know if that's supposed to be comedic that he's this inept and stupid or if it's like a satire aspect of it to where it's like so ridiculous you're just supposed to be like wow what the fuck i don't think it's either i think it's just they're supposed to be supposed to i think it's all supposed to be serious they just didn't really think this one through <laughs> I don't know. But this is one of those things where there's like a bunch of stuff that normally in a movie I would be like super pissed and frustrated by. But this whole film has this like sense of, come on, man, we're just having some fun here. Just just go with me on this. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Just, guys, just come on. Because <laughs> literally. This whole he, movie. Come on. The guy's like, well, what's this weird chemical? Because I have this barrel over here and it's all over this and it's like the same stuff. I didn't touch it. And the guy just, this chemical expert, puts his hand down inside the shit and just like is literally like coated his hand with whatever is on this grave that's supposedly been dumping there and then talks about how toxic and bad this shit is but he doesn't bother getting it off his hand he just leaves it there yeah (laughs) i found that really perplexing and confusing and i just it was one of those things where i'm like okay i just i just have to go with it whatever that's fine (laughs) exactly um so anyway we start the next 20 minutes with uh the lab guy actually goes back to the grave and the graveyard at night, and he watches as a dude is dumping shit down there. We see Z girls start to rise up. We also see the lab guy's hand that where he put his hand and shit is starting to get real fucked up looking. And he still uh, does nothing to stop that. He just no. he looks at it and is like, eh, whatever, big deal. He then sees Miss Schmidt confront the man dumping the shit, and that is our next clip. What are you doing? Me? Well, uh... What are you doing here? It's dangerous to be out here at this time of night. Don't move. Hey, lady, that ain't no toy. And I know how to use it. You are going to tell me where you got those containers. I've got no time to waste. We know waste products were dumped here. Who hired you? What are you talking about? Okay, all right, okay. I'm not a hero. It's Alphen. Alphen is paying you? Yes. Since when? Two months. But I'm careful. It's safe here. They're all dead. Dumb, that's what you are. What are you going to do now? What I'd like to do is put you behind bars for a few years. 
But that would kick up a scandal and you're simply too stupid to be worth it. Get the hell away from here. Get those containers. Try not to forget any like you did last night. Okay, so it's the blonde lady that confronts him and is all like hostile towards him, right? This is Miss Schmidt. This is the woman who was introduced to um, she's the, the director she, from yeah. a headquarters. So she's the one in charge of the investigation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I got my I got my two players mixed up here. The one that's Dude, in charge of the investigation clearly knows fully what's going on, and she's actually she in charge does. of the cover up. Yeah, well, now, yeah, now it's time to cover it up. But now she knows what's happening so she can report it back to the company. Unlike what I'm seeing from the director's secretary, Bridget, who has her own game plan. I think there's a lot of game plans at work here. And I think one of the ultimate game plans is to ensure that all this keeps quiet. Yeah, there's a cover up on all fronts. Uh, the secretary is looking to leverage this cover-up and may also have caused this main problem that we're experiencing because of her and the biker and the poisonings. They're tying it to this company that's involved. But it's clear that even the giant corporation gives zero fucks about all the people that it's hurt, only about trying to protect its own assets and investors, which you would never see nowadays, Matt. Thankfully, capitalism has become compassionate and people are put first. Um, hey, no one tell him, all right? Just let him have this one. He's having a hard time. So I was, just stay I, I was being sarcastic. I know that's not the case. I was just trying oh. to draw out the Oh, point. okay. Well, then let him have it, everyone. That fucking shit sucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right. So the dump guy, then he, the, the dumper guy, he drives away and then he runs into a, one of the Z girls standing in the road, but he can't see her face. So he thinks a hitchhiker, he gets out and then he's attacked by the three and he gets his dick bit off. There are some very zomb-like characteristics that are here in this, but there's also some very sexualized, weird violence that these zombies start partaking in, where if they are indeed getting revenge on people for their deaths, this totally makes sense. But then the movie does a weird thing at the end here that we're going to kind of have to talk about that brings all of these actions into question. Exactly. <laughs> and we will get there. But, but first, at this point, the actual, like, the dick biting, where she, she gnaws it off, like, it looks like she's actually going to be giving him oral, and like, she's moving in like she's going to be doing it and i'm thinking all right these zombie girls are horny and they're gonna just all take their time on this guy way to go and then i'm like wait a minute this isn't how i remembered it and then this happens and she just bites the guy's dick off and then he bleeds to death and that's it and i'm like and wait I think they pull out some intestines too. yeah they, they got him a little bit too but i'm like wait wait a minute this is really bloody and gory but i thought they fucked the guy first am nope, i remembering nope. a different movie <laughs> You might be remembering a different movie. Right. No, the, I know the, like this is not what happened in the movie, but that's how my brain is going. Because I remember oh, yeah. Revenge of the Living Dead Girls being like way sleazier than this, what I'm getting at. <laughs> so anyway, then uh, Bridget visits the director guy, her boss, and that is our next clip. You know what went through my mind when you rang the bell just now? Not the faintest idea. I thought you were the murderer. Come to think of it, the idea is not as far-fetched as it first looks. They say that the murderer always comes back to the scene of his crime. I was all set for him. You're drunk. Hmm. Maybe I am. And maybe that's why there's another idea going through my head just now. Be that as it may, it does provide a good excuse. Come off it, Alfin. Tell you what, take a sip, lean back, and just relax, hmm? I know everything, Alfin. Everything? Hmm. Your contract, 
with the truck man. Mm -hmm. The MZ you didn't reprocess as you were supposed to, the money you stole, and so on. Imagine that. I thought that you were naive. If anyone's naive, it's you. If the cops were doing their job, they'd be wise by now. Really? The cops? You know what I'm talking about? I wonder why you're telling me instead of telling the big boss. Your ploy is good. I'll admit that much. You're a real fool, Mr. Alphen. That's not a very nice thing to say. It's not. Yet it's the truth. Oh. <laughs> no. Before we do it, I want to know if we've got a deal. A deal? I won't turn you in. I'll try to forget things. You can continue. But I want 80% of the money. Is that all? It's a deal. It's a bargain. This guy's just really bad at business. Eighty <laughs> percent of the fucking money, fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, but he's caught pretty much red-handed. As yeah, far as a, he, as far as he, he knows, the deaths are on his hands, and she could do so much worse to him. So the eighty percent is a deal because at least he stays gainfully employed, and then he has to find a way to cause her untimely death, and it's all fine. I was going to say he has a gun right there. Just Playing. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, but it seems like he was also horny. So they start boning, and uh, and then Bridget gets nude. So again, <laughs> thank you, movie. Yeah. And uh, the uh, Z girls are watching him, and then they go ahead and get into his indoor pool. After they get done boning, Bridget goes to shower, and he's having a drink, and he hears a noise in the pool area. So he goes to check it out, and he gets tripped and grabbed in by the girls. And they drown him. Very unzom-like behavior here at the pool. Yeah. Then Bridget decides to leave. She goes out and she finds him dead and she screams. Ah. So then uh, we cut to the lab tech is laying in bed. He's all sad and fucking depressed probably because he thinks his wife cheated on him. And now his wife is hugely pregnant. So I don't know how much time has passed, but I I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That first scene where we first see this guy, still, I don't know who he was going after. But apparently, I don't know, many months have now passed because now his wife is is very pregnant. But he's all sad about it. Given what happens at the very end of the movie, I doubt that it was months. It may have been days. So he must have some kind of a fetish of deflowering people. So he must like to pretend like he's deflowering a woman every time. Time that's, he has sex. That's the only thing that's I can think. I, that's what I thought too. I don't know. I just that whole beginning, that first scene. I almost just want to forget that that one ever happened. Yeah, just because it's it's just discombobulated, weird padding. Yeah. Um, this is where a lot of like, if it was an Italian film, I'd be like, oh, where well, they're going with that whole dreamlike, you know, quality where things don't necessarily have to line up with a time frame. These are just vignettes and images that we're seeing mixed together. In this movie, I wholeheartedly have no fucking clue what they were trying for, and I just think it was padding. Yes. So he uh, gets up out of bed, and he's kind of looking at himself in the mirror, and his fucking hand is still sick, and he's kind of washing his face. And his wife even says, you know, what's wrong? And he goes, a lot of things. And she goes, is it your boss's wife? And she says, don't think I don't know uh, what's happening. So even his wife knows, like, kind of the fucking weird shit that's going on, apparently. Um, So then he uh, talks about how he knows the girls, the zombie girls, did these murders. And he needs to be able to say something about it. Uh, his pregnant wife wants him to go to the cops. But he said, there will be, you know, no cops will believe me. <laughs> so... 
Uh, then we cut to uh, Mrs. Schmidt and the owner of the company watching a sex tape and going over more info of the scheme in our next clip. Practically all of the waste disposal budget ended up in his own pocket. The Nicholas reprocessing laboratories don't exist. It's a dummy company Alphen set up to make his own fake invoices. The signature on the back of the checks is his, no doubt about it. The waste products were dumped just about anywhere by two-bit punk as dumb as they come. That's the story. Is he the one who killed Alphen and his wife? Oh, no. He's a small-time crook, not a murderer. I think they were murdered by the people who made this cassette. OKF is responsible for the death of three people, and far more are going to die because of a manager's greed. I've got all the proof I need to establish the company's laxity and criminal neglect. I want $3 million, and I want it within three days. I'll contact you again to tell you where and when, or else. Three million dollars. We've got to avoid a scandal. We're bound to lose far more should the press get hold of it. You must find us this girl. She's part of the plan. I'd guess she's a prostitute. Well, that narrows things down a bit. There must be a hundred thousand prostitutes in France. I don't care. You've got a plane at one o'clock. I don't want this thing to blow up. You got that? Did she say a hundred thousand prostitutes in France in 1987? Yeah, yes. I know I mean, it's a she small, did the math. I know it's a small country, but like that seems like not enough. It's true. Maybe they she meant just in her area. Uh then uh Miss Smith questions uh the director's secretary, Bridget, about everything. And uh she says, you know, uh, from everything I've seen, everything's been running fine, all that. I haven't seen anything weird. And she says, well, if you do see anything or anything, come to me, not the police. Because, you know, they still want to cover all this shit up. Which makes uh, this company liable for a whole bunch of horrendous shit. And I don't feel bad for anything that's happened to them, including losing this $3 million. Exactly. Well, then she questions our lab tech guy. And that is our next clip. I'm Ingrid Schwartz. I'm sorry. I've been, uh, I was careless and got some kind of acid burn. You should have it looked after. I know. I haven't had the time. Will you please sit down? Now, tell me. That burn, exactly what kind of product did you handle? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. That's all there is to it. Take it easy now, okay? Have you noticed anything strange recently? Yes. Someone stole a container of try from me. What's that? A toxic chemical. Can it be lethal? No, it can't. If absorbed, it may cause nausea, but nothing worse. You're absolutely sure? Yes, I am. Is that all? No. That's not all. Go on. There are... There are ghosts. What? Ghosts, Mr. Lauren? I'm not crazy. I was at the cemetery two nights ago. I saw you with the man. Then what? While you were talking with him, they came out of their graves. They were looking at you. They listened to you. I ran away. And then they killed the man and Mr. Alphan. They killed Mrs. Alphan too. They want to kill us all. Okay, have killed them and now they want to kill us all. Your story is totally incoherent. I know, but it's the truth. Tonight, you'll come with me to the cemetery. I really want to see these ghosts. 
And now we go into our final 20 minutes. Uh, Bridget, she takes off, and the biker guy actually follows her. He confronts her about all the death that's been happening. And she says he fe- he says he feels guilty. She then tells him instead of going to the cops, he should go to the church, confess, and tell the priest to go then to the media. That should help alleviate some of his guilt. Yeah, so that way it's not him talking directly. He doesn't have to, you know, be brought up on any criminal charges for the poisoning that he did. And she knows where he's going to be <laughs> while yeah, he's doing it. Stuff. So he needs to go yeah. confess to the priest. Yeah, exactly. Um, she uh, Then she heads over and she checks out the grave of Catherine, who had died. Uh, then we cut to the lab tech and Miss Schmidt. They start pouring the toxin over the graves, saying that this is how they this happened last time. Um, then we see another guy. We cut to just some guy, and he picks up our prostitute slash hitchhiker girl. And they say they're going to go to the graveyard and get some business done. Well, the Z girls are starting to rise. And the lab tech and Miss Schmidt, they watch them walk. Well, the guy's boning uh, our hitchhiker slash prostitute. And then he gets done and he pulls out, literally, of the car and starts taking a leak. So the Z girls pile in the car and drive away with the girl. Very unzombie like behavior. Yes. This is the second instance of the zombie girls being very unzom. Very, very unzom like of y'all. Very unzom. So they're technically living dead girls. So we don't really know how they're supposed to behave because when you're living dead, you can be all sorts of different types of living dead. But previously when they were doing all the dick biting and shit, they were feeling very zom. Very zom. Yeah. So, um... They get the prostitute uh, back to come someplace. I don't even know where it is. I'm assuming uh, some, they take her home. Yeah, some building. And then they strip her down. And then they strip themselves down. And they proceed to pretty much rape her. I mean, kind of. But at the same time, she's kind of into it, too. <laughs> you just want her to be into it. No, no, because she's saying no and everything when she thinks they're all dead. But then at some point she's moving the Zom hand that detaches itself herself on her own body and getting off on it. Well, that doesn't last long as one of the zoo girls takes a sword and stabs her in the pussy. (laughs) Can we talk about how fucking hot this was? All these naked zombie girls just standing around getting all crazy. Court. Yeah. This is for you. I surrender the the floor. To the distinguished representative, Court Psyops. <laughs> I don't know how distinguished I am. Uh, this is the scene. Well, this and one other scene, but this is the scene that delivers on the sleaze factor that I've been waiting for this entire film. And I'm like, oh, it was this scene that I must have been thinking of. She's saying no and she's screaming and she's terrified, but I think it's more because they're zombies. Once they start touching her in a sexual way, either it's a defense mechanism and she pretends to be into it so that they won't hurt her, or she's actually into it. And then at some point in time, the zom girl with the extended hand that we were talking about before that's bigger, the bride zombie, her hand is off. And then there's like a severed hand that the lady's playing with, with herself, and then the zom girls are watching. And then the main bride zombie that's when she grabs the saber from the wall and just ever so gently rams it home into the lady's vagina and that's apparently kills her she does it enough to kill her right in the hoot nanny yeah it's it's right in there and it, the film doesn't really show like show show but it shows enough it's heavily implied you see like pubic bone pubic hair and the blade goes down and in enough to where you think they put it into the girl i'm hoping that they had something that they placed the blade carefully into so as to not harm the actress but the 
sequence that the part of the sequence that really got me going is the zombie girl stripping naked and the fact that they had dead girl body makeup all over each of them and that was really working for me and that is what made me buy this movie the fond fond memory of seeing this scene <laughs> Oh, man. There's one more coming up later. Okay. And then the authorities come, and they've come about the scene uh, after they, you know, they find her after, you know, she's been all fucked up. And there's writing in blood. I don't know what that said. Um, I can't remember what it was, but it was like something about vengeance and a vengeance plot and that this prostitute had something to do with it. I can't really remember. There were yeah, some subtitles. It was written in French, and there were no subtitles. Yeah, and for you, the sub- subtitles weren't there. But it had something to do with, like, this completes the revenge plot, and it's all over now, or something like that. Okay. Well, anyway, the pregnant wife is home alone, and then she sees a rotten hand come through the door, but it's a laptop dude. Well, anyway, she has somewhat of a paperclips moment, saying that she's had a vision that the dead are coming for him, and she's freaking out. So he throws her in the shower just to try to calm her down. He says he's going to go talk to the, call the doctor, and just then... I believe their baby's born. No, that is not what happens at all. Really? Okay. I need some explanation about what this fucking was. Okay. He had his diseased, burnt, fucked up chemical hand all over her stomach when he was comforting her and when he put her into the shower. Yeah. Whatever the chemicals were that were on his hand that was slowly rotting away his hand apparently went into super hyperdrive with her pregnant stomach and her pregnant stomach slowly but surely melts away, revealing oh. the baby underneath. That's why there was so much blood and she was screaming and the baby's head actually splits open. You actually see it moving. It was a plastic, oh. it was a fake plastic baby doll that they cut the head to be able to move it. But what they ended up doing was revealing the scene where they cut the head of the plastic doll. But it looks realistic enough to where you actually think the womb melts around it and it does it's really fucking gross this scene is pretty fucking vomitous yeah it is i mean it was fucking disgusting yeah but it's not birth being given it's the woman's stomach slowly melting. i didn't know what the the fuck was happening because of how the everything got cut but okay fuck that's fucking weird man pretty fucking obvious whenever you're watching it like the i didn't i just watched this on like one of my 4k tvs you know and on the yeah. Blu-ray, it was really obvious what was happening. This is a scene that always gets cut out of like all the other versions. So this was the first time I remember seeing this scene in the film. And it is horrific and it's disgusting and it is quite vomitous. I'm not going to lie. And the second- and you love it. Yeah. Those two scenes back to back was like ultimate sleaze fest trash. And anytime you fucking destroy an unborn child in a film, especially when you do it in such a brutal and disgusting manner, I'm down with your movie because you transgressed. Well, anyway, we cut to Miss Smith one- wants the combo to open up a safe the director had but bridges says she won't give it she'll only give it to his replacement so uh uh so then she says there's this briefcase then bridget also brings a briefcase saying this was left at the front door for miss schmidt uh so she was like all right and miss schmidt opens it and it's the money for the ransom they're gonna pay or ransom or hush money um then we see the biker goes into the confessional and he starts confessing but he's confessing to a zombie girl cut back to miss schmidt and she wants bridget to put the money in the safe uh she tells uh bridget tells miss schmidt that she'll need to leave the room and when she does, Bridget starts taking the money, putting it in these cases, uh, these different like bookcases, and taking the books out and putting them in the uh, briefcase. Then takes, once all the money's out, takes the briefcase full of books, puts it in the safe and closes it. Then... 
the lady comes back in and she says she needs to take these boxes to work on these files. Miss Schmidt says, yes, please get out of here. So she does, leaving with the money. We cut to the biker still confessing, uh, confessing, asking for the priest to go to the press. But the Z-girls attack him and they force him to drink the toxin, actually, killing him. And some lady finds him and he's dead. Um, Officials plan on burning the girls, zombies, when they come back to their crypt. They're all in the cemetery. A priest doesn't like it, doesn't want him to do it. Then as Brizit drives, she comes up and she gets stopped by the three zombie girls and they crawl into the car and that leads to our final clip. Take off those masks. You want people to say they saw a bunch of zombies out on a joyride? Every ghost hunter for miles is after your hide. But you said... What I'm saying is you better shut up. What's happening? I thought there'd be no problems. That's what you said, wasn't it? I couldn't possibly predict they'd send out an army against ghosts. You mean to say we did it all for nothing? They didn't believe us? Weren't we convincing? All that time we spent in the tomb. All those people we killed. These horrible masks. All that for nothing. How the hell did we get into this? How the hell did we get into this? Keep quiet, will you? You agreed to share three million dollars and leave your stinking little village. You, haven't you had enough of the factory? And you, haven't you had enough of your boss? And you, didn't you say you were sick and tired of your job? You all wanted to live a different life, right? Here. <gasps> oh, oh Shaggy. So, uh-oh. So, oh, yeah, no. we see all these girls were just alive faking it just to get some cash that that which, scene where they were getting all molesty and taking their clothes off is no longer hot yeah and uh it, it, oh <laughs> and it and, and, and now it raises new it answers questions about some of the ways they killed but it really raises a lot more about them biting the dude's dick off i feel like the filmmakers halfway through and even maybe the scriptwriter halfway through decided they were going to turn the girls into like make it like this this yeah, you know they plot weren't zombies twist. anymore turns out it was scooby-doo the entire time kind of a scooby-doo ending for the movie right but it like was red herring right right it's been red herring makes his appearance once again red herring <laughs> was in the fucking turret and he set it up the entire time he, Matt. red herring was in that turret the entire time red herring in the turret with fake zombie girls that's how this murder happened right like i i get that these girls are acting like zombies and they're doing the things that they're doing to try and terrify people but no one saw her bite off that dude's johnson to act like a zombie so who did that benefit like how does that sell it couldn't they have just severed it and then made it look like it was chewed later or, or maybe something she just wanted to bite a dick off ba- yeah. maybe i don't know but there's like a bunch of stuff that these girls do while they're all zoms quote unquote that makes no sense if you're living and then they do a bunch of stuff that makes no sense if you're zoms as if they're living like the way that they plot contrive the whole death and the pull and everything like this reveal feels really frustratingly kind of half-assed to me yeah yeah i can get that it seems real half-assed i'm still enjoying this movie but it's half-assed i I mean i'm still having fun i just feel like they obviously they didn't know how they wanted to end it so they just went with this like they're like fuck it whatever they were just girls all the time yeah right but what that does is cover up the fact that all the makeup effects look like shit and they don't actually look like actual zombie girls they look like girls wearing masks because spoiler alert they were just girls wearing masks yeah right (laughs) so that part of it's kind of brilliant 
yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, I was like, holy shit, well, that was piss poor makeup, then to discover, no, it wasn't, it was the plan all along. It was just a piss poor mask they were using to pretend like they were zombies. Well, in a major roadblock, the cops see the car coming, and the girls swerve to miss the roadblock, and they actually flip the car, then one of the guys throws a Molotov cocktail at it to kill the zombie girls, the car lights on fire, the girls all die, roll credits. All right, so they use the zombie thing to scare off the village and try and make it to where nobody really looks too closely at what they're doing. But then this ends up causing this, like, torch-wielding mob to burn them alive with a Molotov cocktail later against the priest's better wishes. Well, because there were witnesses. That's always going to be your problem is when there's witnesses. (laughs) Well, yeah, they were trying to kill off the witnesses using the whole zombie thing, and then, like, that way they got everything all squared away. But, like, everything about this plot seems like really stupid and just contrived like with the plot that this this secretary lady comes up with like it just seems like she's operating on random coincidence and luck and hoping that everybody does the dumb shit that they do and then this all kind of happens <laughs> like and, yeah. and how did the chemicals that burn the fuck out of this one dude's hand and then melt the shit out of his wife's stomach and his baby not harm the girls that are coming in and out of this graveyard and living in the tombs underneath where all this is at well, here's what I'm under the belief of. They were wearing special masks, and it protected them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Fucking, it's as good as any other answer you're going to get. Right. I feel like this would have been better served if they didn't try to do that, like, it's a criminal caper plot twist the entire way. So it just left it at they were zombies, and they're getting their revenge. Right. And the chemical helped it. Or, or like, but instead of making them mindless zombies, it made them like zombies just predicated on finding revenge. Right, but like they never really set up the revenge angle to make it believable that it's revenge, and then they just basically are like, well, they're covering up all of the witnesses and the people that might know what's going on for our little plot for three million dollars. All of this for three million dollars. Hey, back then three million dollars is a lot. Of, I mean, it's a lot of money now. Right. But back then, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. It's just once you start to sit back and like think about this movie a little too hard you're like wait this is fucking dumb like none of this makes any sense at all but the whole time i'm getting kind of mad at you right now (laughs) i know but like the whole time you're watching the movie you don't think about it and you're not you're not really caring about it because it's just fun like it is it's just so much fucking fun to watch and i don't care while i'm watching it how dumb it is but when you're describing this stuff to me i'm like well wait what about that plot line what about this point what about this part of her plan and it's all just kind of like i mean it doesn't hold up to scrutiny at all which makes it 100% a scoop be do fucking zombie movie with a little bit of implied zombie rape <laughs> and stop thinking about it you're ruining this for me <laughs> <laughs> right but at the same time it also has like three women looking pretty much like corpses going after another lady in an all lesbian sort of sex sort of assault scene that we're not quite sure that ends in a stabbing of a saber into a vagina which is really brutal and then a baby melts its way free of a mother's womb so like i'm gonna love the movie i mean i already fucking love it it's just that all the other plot line threads and everything it just feels like however they were writing this it was really hurried and they didn't think too hard about it and they hope we won't either i mean that's 
possible. <laughs> right. What I'm getting at is do not watch this movie because you want to watch a really, you know, A-list, amazing plot unfold before your very eyes or think too deeply about it. Watch this movie because you want to watch a gore-fest sleazeball flick for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Watch something. You just want to have fun. You watch this. If you like. And if you want something gory. Yeah. Because this is dumb, gory fun. This is the kind of thing that yeah. I would have been super ecstatic to watch on Showtime late at night on cable which I was when I saw it. It was my memory exactly. of this that made me want to watch this again and grab the Blu-ray when it became available. Fucking A. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's not really a lot to break down and talk about. There's no deep meaning or anything all that great about this film. It's just a bunch of folks that had very little money throwing together a quick film that is sort of genre blending, has a pretty decent score. All the effects stuff that I would have complained about before is because, well, it's not real anyway, and I couldn't really say that until now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, mean, I don't even think knowing the way that it ends up and the twist is really going to completely ruin it for you although the French at the very end said be nice and don't spoil the end of the movie to your friends don't tell your friends anything about the movie oh shit we fucked up <laughs> oh uh, well, that's fine I couldn't read French and then he gave me subtitles so fuck them yeah and and we're going to talk about it because we're reviewing the movie plus it's from 1987 I'm pretty sure people know how this film ends already hey 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 stop thinking you know everything <laughs> yeah you're probably right <laughs> <laughs> was that Shaggy? I mean, was it Rogo? Yeah, that's the end of the film for you. That's that's how this goes. But Shaggy, should we go to the turret? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a little break right now. We're gonna play the corrupted youth promo. We're gonna go hang out in the turret, and when we come back, we'll have some more music that you got yanked right out of the film, and we'll do some psyop news. Taste colors beyond any known spectrum as phonic euphoria cascades into your consciousness. Observe the laws of physics no longer applying to an existence that confines. Space and time will unravel and reform to a screaming new dawn, bursting with infinite possibility. It's as easy as listening to the Corrupted Youth Podcast, where the father-son duo of Dan and Brennan explore the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Corrupted Youth Podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. Take a break from reality, unlock your infinite cosmic potential, and become a dongle.
locked in on that. Like I said, I really dug the score on this. I'm glad that uh, the Severin Blu-ray I got the release of actually included the CD of the uh, oh, soundtrack. That's fucking cool. Yeah, the only complaint I have about that is that same soundtrack is also contains all the death scenes, which has all the screaming and all of that kind of stuff, and then the uh, screaming at the intro of the oh. movie. That's included on the soundtrack, which is kind of weird, right? Yeah, that is kind of awkward. Yes. So I had to piece through that and find actual like music pieces without any of that kind of stuff for the show. But that doesn't matter because we're going to get some psyops. I was going to have to do this story. This comes from Darren, although I saw this story posted a shit ton. Oh, is this uh, uh, the, the three-way in the church? Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Of course right. you're going to have to do that. I've had seven Pre- dicks inside of me. On an altar, no less. Priest recorded heavy group sex at altar in Pearl River Church, please say. I'm Three taking arrested. another dick. Uh, uh, one of my favorite headlines of this was priest arrested having sex with two dominatrices on the the, the pulpit. What so, did he do that was illegal, though? I think it's in public. A church might be considered public. Yeah, but if nobody else is there, it's not public. Uh, read the story. Uh, all right, well, I well, make let's money read it. from let's my read sex it. work. We'll find out what he got arrested for. Yeah, because I, I failed to see the crime here, other than the all fact right. that I wasn't involved in a hands-on basis. Mostly because I put my penis inside of you bareback. <laughs> the lights inside St. Peter's and Paul Roman Catholic Church at Pearl River were on later than usual on September 30th, so a passerby stopped to take a look, closer look. Christ, let's Period. go lick some assholes! Peering inside, the onlooker saw the small parish's pastor, half-naked, having sex with two women on the altar, according to court documents. He must have an incredibly long penis. And Satan's cock. The women were dressed in corsets and high-heeled boots, and there were sex toys and stage lighting and a mobile phone, as well as a separate camera were mounted on tripods recording it all. I think that's going in the spank bank. This is fucking hot. All of this. <laughs> Hope they release that. The <laughs> yeah, eyewitness took it. a video and then called Pearl River police. Well, I mean, okay, hold on. He took a video for his own. Oh, wait, hang on. He yeah, took, he and took, then he called the police. Yeah, he took a video and he, while he's taking, he's saying, I think that's going in the spank bank. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking narc. It's going to cost narc. you some serious cock. If, if, just if, to pull it. If any one of my friends said they came upon that and then they took a video and then called the cops, the first thing I would say is, let me see the video. And then after I saw the video, I'd say, we're no longer friends because you're a fucking narc. Now, I wouldn't trust him anymore. No, that's not true. You, you, you would say, now send me that video. And then yeah, as soon yeah, as you got the it, video. then you would defriend them. <laughs> yeah. Then it'd be like, we're not friends anymore because you're a fucking narc. <laughs> I can't shape, trust you. I don't you. know how to perform an abortion. What the fuck? <laughs> What is it? Play that one? I'm not in shape, but I don't know how to perform an abortion. I don't even know why I said that. It was from the original Dawn of the Dead. That's been stuck in my head since we talked about the remake earlier in the oh, review. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> why are you coming in public swimming pools? Why are you having yeah. sex on an altar there, priest? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, the eyewitness took a video and called the Pearl River police who arrived at the church and viewed that recording. Officers then arrested the Reverend Travis Clark. 
pastor of Saints Peter and Paul Blood since jizz. 2019 on obscenity charges. My HPV will cure what ails you. Obscenity charges. Yes. I don't think that's yes. going to stick. I don't think so. The Archdiocese of New Orleans announced that the priest's uh, arrest on October 1st, but would not give specifics about why he was arrested, nor would the police. Man, this is the worst head job ever. <laughs> New details, however, have emerged in court filings that paint a lurid picture of a priest recording himself engaged in sexual role play while desecrating a sacred place within the church. Pull out and further degrade her by coming on her. Praying to Maybe God, that's what assholes do. If you pray, you're an asshole. <laughs> if you fuck on an altar at a Catholic church that you are also the priest of, you're a fucking legend, sir. <laughs> so public records additionally show that one of the women, Mindy Dixon, 41, is an adult film actor who also works for hire as a dominatrix. Oh, I do uh, have actual audio of the priest saying a few lines from that video. Oh, okay. So we're going to be pushing the Christian agenda right down your fucking throat. <laughs> uh, that's... <laughs> Hey, fuckers, religion's bullshit. God's not real. So everybody uh, ease up, unclench the butthole a little bit about the story. On a social media account associated with Dixon, a September 29th post said she was on her way to the New Orleans area to meet another dominatrix and defile the house of God. Oh, wait. I found another clip of the priest talking during the actual <laughs> porno film. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. God doesn't see when you do anal. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. So Dixon and Melissa Chang, 23, were booked on the same count as Clark, 37. Obscenity Police loss. Said, That's not going to stick. Yes, there's no way. Police said the charge stems from obscene acts that occurred on the altar, which is clearly visible from the street. Yeah. The arrest. No, that's not going to work. I don't think so. Yeah. It shouldn't. The arrest marked the latest scandal to befall the Archdiocese of New Orleans after a different North Shore priest, the Reverend Pat Weddingly, reportedly disclosed on October 1st to Archbishop Gregory Amin that he had sexually abused a minor in 2013. Amin removed Weddingly from public ministry last week and added him to the Archdiocese list of clergy whom the church believes have been credibly accused of molestation. Clark, who was ordained in 2013, had recently been named uh, chaplain of Pope John Paul II High School in Seidel, in addition to his duties as Saints Peter and Paul. At the high school, he succeeded Winningly, who had resigned from that position this summer over inappropriate text messages sent to his student. Pope John Paul II's a principal on Tuesday sent a letter to school parents criticizing Amon for waiting until last week to tell him that Winningly had been under investigation for those tests, texts since Saturday. I started doing February. drugs after that. The Archdiocese announced it had suspended Clark from the ministry the day after he was uh, arrested. Hey, at least these two girls were of age. They were... You know, willing people in this, and, and it, they were going to get it, proceeds from the video. I'm assuming I have a yeah. ragey direction, is what so you're saying. This guy did way less worse than his predecessor, who apparently was texting kids at his school. Yeah. Anyway, the, the only thing that he really did wrong was a passerby just happened to see it. But those obscenity laws that they're trying to do, that's not going to hold up at all. No, no. Uh, My lawyer could get that out, thrown out of court in no time. Which lawyer? How many do you have again? <laughs> that's none of your business. I'm not allowed to all answer. Right. That. Uh, let's see here. Um, 
Uh, attempts to contact Clark, Chen, and Dixon weren't immediately successful. All three have bonded out of jail, pending the outcome of the case. Uh, the Archdiocese would not comment t- Thursday on Clark's arrest, saying authorities were investigating the matter. In the Roman Catholic tradition, the altar is among the most sacred of church spaces, serving as a focal point of the... Ma- okay, this is a whole bunch of shit about this that uh, we don't really care about. Yeah, the we don't altars- care about the church. We want to hear about yeah, the The altar is really fucking important, so there you go. Days after Clark's arrest, Amon went to Saints Peter and Paul to perform a ritual to restore the altar's sanctity. Oh, I, so have, they- I have some... Oh. Uh, yeah, I actually have some uh, audio of that ritual. Awesome. Let's jack it or something. <laughs> That's that's the that's that's it. That's how it goes. <laughs> Your silicone penis budget is out of control. Oh, that's true. Let's jack so, it or something. Shoot some fucking ropes. The f- church is vague on specific acts that would constitute as desecration, but the code of canon law says a violation of a sacred place occurs by gravely injurious actions done in them that are contrary to the holiness of the place. That description appears to apply to alleged tryst as outlined. By police and documents filed in Louisiana's 22nd Judicial District Court in Covington. Uh, As soon as the pandemic's over, I'm going to this fucking church and I'm reenacting it. So here's the full thing. On September 30th, just before 11 p.m., an unidentified person was walking by the church on St. Mary Drive and looked inside through the windows and glass doors because the lights were still on. Police allege that the person observed and had video of Miss Cheng and Miss Dixon using plastic sex toys while engaging in intercourse on the altar with Clark, who was still partially wearing his priestly attire. God damn, that's the, sexy. This is like traces of death fucked a porno. And I'm really the, into it. The person called the police to the church because they're fucking lame. Yeah, you the fucking narc. Yeah, the officer's fucking nerd alert. America. Yeah, there's a bunch of cunts. Yeah, fuck yeah, this they guy. They really are. Dude, the just stay and pull it just to pull it. Don't fucking call. <laughs> yeah. The officers arrived to see two women clad in corsets in high-heeled boots by the altar with lights set up around them as if they were filming some type of event, the document said. Dude, Clark wasn't on the altar. this would get me back in church. If this was the kind of thing that churches <laughs> were doing, I would totally be all about church again. If that's the kind of thing church were doing, it would be church. Well, sure, but that's what would make it great. <laughs> Clark wasn't on the altar, but an officer who knew Clark to be the church pastor tried to call him on the phone. Police then ordered the women to let them inside, and in addition to the lights, noticed a mobile phone as well as the camera, each mounted on tripods. I would have loved it if they would have already been inside and go, well, we better call the priest. I have his phone number. Calls, and it's like ringing underneath the the pulpit where he's hiding. Ah. <laughs> Or it's Father, of, what are you doing down there? Or it's one of the phones that was administered to him from the <laughs> yeah. church as his main uh, contact line, and he's using it to shoot the porn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the women reportedly told police they were there with Clark's permission and were recording themselves in role play. Clark soon arrived at the church and reportedly gave a similar account to the police, describing Ching and Dixon as his guests and friends. Police wrote in documents filed in court. Officers determined everything that had happened was consensual, but they arrested Clark, Chain, and Dixon on accusations that the three had broken a law prohibiting people from having sex within public view. Police said they confiscated the sex toys and the camera equipment as evidence. Yeah, as quote-unquote evidence, because we know what the cops want to do with that They're all jerking it to that that night. Yeah, totally. Um, Old cops are bumbling dummies. (laughs) Clark was later released from jail on a $25,000 bond. Chain 
of Alfreda, Georgia, and Dixon of Kent, Washington posted bonds of $7,500 record show. Each could face six months to three years in prison if convicted the hell for the obscenities. Police. Just because it's and in public is- view, they got a door. The guy probably had to go up onto private property, which is the church, to be able to do it. It would have to be from the street or the easement for it to actually be in full public view. Once you get onto private property and look in a window, it's no longer in public view. Yeah. So um, there's uh, some more kind of about the town. Oh, here we go. I'll just read this last part. Uh, Amond sent a letter to parishioners at Saints Peter and the and Paul on Monday, saying that Reverend Carol Sherma would replace Clark beginning October 11th. Uh, Reverend, so this is not a Catholic church. I, I'm sorry. I, I thought all this was Catholic, but this is not Catholic. But man, they use a lot of Catholic names in on this. Pro Reverend Mayor David McQueen said that the arrest shocked the town. There hasn't been a whole lot of talk. They're kind of hush hush about it. McQueen said. McQueen said he was aware that the two women had been in Pearl River earlier this week to give statements to police. Town council member Kat Walsh, a lifelong member of the church, echoed McQueen. She said parishioners, especially those who are more deeply involved in the church, are the ones who are most upset by the arrest. No one's Clark- as deeply involved as those two ladies. Skadoosh! <laughs> Clark was well-liked by the congregation and considered easy to get along with. <laughs> and said, be inside of. Right? Uh, well, actually, I think Clark was the one going inside, but maybe he wasn't. I hey, the know. girls had toys. You don't know what was going on in that party. I don't. I just said I don't know. Yeah. And he said, um, he said he seemed to work diligently with different groups within the church. Well, he sure did work diligently. Pulling she it says, just what upsets, it. what upsets her is that why did he have to do that there? Uh, she's upset for all of us. Production uh, value. That's why he had to do it there. She's upset for all the parishioners of the church. Why there? And that is the story. Uh, Countdown to Bukaki. Yeah, that poor priest. He, he you know, <laughs> just hang a curtain, I guess, over that particular yeah, I window. I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe not right in front. Of, I, I get, you know, you want a stage and stuff to, to, to get down on, but maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, hang up some curtains and shit. It's a close set on most of those kind of shoots that I've been involved with for a reason. Wait, what? Nothing. Never mind. We're going to close the show now. We're going to play the Ending Legion promo. We'll have a little bit more music that I've taken right out of Revenge of the Living Dead Girls. And when we come back, I will not answer Matt's questions. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
like their ceremonial march when they're coming out of the grave is basically what we got going on right there. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> it's very dirge. Good stuff. It's very dirgiest of dirges. I love the drum beat that sounds kind of like a circus, like boom, ba, ba, boom, ba, boom, ba. While it's going along with it, we're like, you can feel their footsteps as they're going, but it's very slow and dirgy. <laughs> dirgy's not a word, Court. Dirgy, yeah, that, I don't know what the fuck you're doing over there. Dirge is a word. <laughs> I heard bird is the word. <laughs> I'm not doing that now. I'm not doing that now. If you'd like to find other places where we've made references to bad family guy routines about songs that Court actually likes, you can check us out on legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash that's our main landing and launching pages where you can find the 269 dudes previous episodes. Ah, 69. <laughs> yeah, we're on 270 now. It's no more fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but as of right now, they can only find 269 episodes. So yeah. <laughs> The fun and all the perverted weirdness is really to be had in our Facebook group of Cinema PsyOps. That's where a lot of our news gets posted and then turned into announcements. Yes, posted. And also some fucked up memes get posted. Yes, but we'll be talking about said memes later on. But there are memes that are available in the group for you as well. I'm posting them there, as well as some of the other folks. Although I've noticed that either the other folks have given up on their meme game because mine is so strong, or perhaps the memes are just lacking because there's no more joy left in the world. I don't know which. It's, 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 fuck, man. All we got left is the memes. That's all we're going to tell our grandchildren about. <laughs> Honestly, I'm doing memes instead of therapy, so give me your memes on our Facebook group, yeah. Cinema PsyOps. We need all them memes. You can also share them to me directly if you want through Messenger or what have you. I'm Court PsyOps on Facebook. That's the way to reach me. You could try to reach Matt on Facebook, Matt PsyOp, but fuck, he doesn't even respond to his actual texts from me half the time. Listen, I have to tell you, I'm very busy. Usually just Huddled down, drunk in my own vomit. So it's hard to respond to text. You can email feedback to Matt, psyopmatt at gmail.com. Let him know that fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. It's the only way to go through life. You lie. You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Let him know that quoting Animal House at Matt is not a way to get him to look at his life. It's really not. It's poor choices. You can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that is full of all sorts of bad choices that is Twitter. Oh, God, yeah, don't do that. I am at court underscore psyop, and he is at psyop Matt. Although Twitter has become much more tolerable for me now that I just mute everyone and anything that irritates me even once. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> I've also just started randomly blocking people for being asshats, too, so... That's... that's <laughs> on the, oh, on the that's, book of faces. That's also a good idea. <laughs> now, where I have the most fun is the gram of Insta, or as the kids like to call it, the Instagram. The, the gram. I heard it's Insta or the gram now. I, I don't know which is what, but all I know is that there's all sorts of beautiful people there that are willing to just show me pictures of themselves if I'll just maybe think about looking at their OnlyFans page. Whatever you're, <laughs> whatever you're into, folks, believe me, it's there on the Instagram. That's great. What I'm posting there, yeah, just kind of stupid memes that I'm trying to help you get through your fucking miserable existence of life. If I make you chuckle and make you laugh, that's what our cinema underscore psyops is there for. Now, those memes yeah. are actually repurposed. I haven't really made any of them. I make a few here and there, but I don't really take credit for them when I do make them because the memes don't belong to me even after I post them. They belong to the people. They're for all of us. They're for everyone. 
the memes are for all. Now, if you're also really into the idea of finding your own photos of living dead girls doing various living dead things, the Gram of Insta may be for you as well. Yes, they, they probably won't be biting dicks off, though, but I don't know. Well, maybe if you ask nicely. That's true. Or, pay a little bit extra. Or, you pay double for that kind of action. Or, or if you just watch Porn of the Dead, where it's really done quite well. Was it Porn of the Dead? Yeah, that, that's a movie that exists. I've seen it. That's a that's a real thing. It's a thing. Holy fuck. Yeah, it totally is a thing. Yeah, Thank you, David. I, I believe you. I don't. I don't think you'd lie to me about that. <laughs> about zombie porn? No, I would never. That's a very serious subject for me. Right. I have no idea how to get out of this. So if you're out there seeking your own revenge, you living dead girls, kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. What's up? How much? How you doing? Uh, it's been a doozy of a day. Same, same. Pretty shit day for me, actually. Yeah. Um. Well, mostly it's been Bev. For me, it's been fine, but Bev is really, really stressed out right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm fucking so really stressed about everything in the world right now that I could fucking. I just want to find the biggest bag of heroin and do it. I'm recording right now, dude. <laughs> oh shit. Fuck. Uh, I always no, record right as I say I'm no, kid. <laughs> Oh, there is nothing wrong with you voluntarily choosing to end your own life with drugs. I, I wholeheartedly encourage anyone to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, I just started mine now. So one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the moral to the story is say yes to drugs. Say no say to life. Pretty much. I mean, if, if this is the life we're going to be given. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get any better, Matt. Let's just do the show. Yeah, fucking hey. The biker leaves, and then he meets up with a woman, and that is our... Uh, hold on, let me hit re-hit that. <clears throat> yeah, like a thousand bucks to sleep with a trucker. That guy got super fucking lucky, except for whatever diseases he may have picked up from her. Matt, <laughs> trust me, if he's a trucker, he's got him. <laughs> wow, I've got truckers in my family, dude. That's not right. I'm just joking. Settle it down. Yeah, it's not like they're sailors, even though they go from fucking truck stop to truck stop. <laughs> Filthy beggars, they go from... <laughs> port to port and truck stop to truck stop. Trucks, yeah. <laughs> you start out, they're already fucking in a turret. That's pretty fucking awesome. And, and, uh, girls are dying. It's just it's fucking all over the place in that first 20 minutes, man. Yeah, only one of those things is sexy to me, by the way. <laughs> it's not having sex in the turret, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never tell. I want to counter how many times we said turret this show. <laughs> I could put in a ding, but that would just annoy more people and we'd have even more unsubscribes. <laughs> just now I want to find a news story that has a turret involved. Uh, <laughs> it's so a anyway, fun word, turret. It is. It's a fun word, turret. <laughs> Love saying it. 
<laughs> so close to turd. Um, <laughs> and you just ruined it. Yeah, yeah fuck it. It's still good. Uh, it's at least to me. Did she say 100,000 prostitutes in France in 1987? Yeah, yes. I know it's a small country, but like that seems like not enough. It's true. Maybe they, she meant just in her area. Maybe that she's just frequented over the last couple of years in France alone that she can think of off the top of her head. Maybe she's being like just anybody else who wants to sound smarter than they are and talking completely out of her fucking ass. Well, 87% of people will fall for anything if you put it in a statistical format. Do you know every time you lie about statistical format, you always say 87%? Well, about 75% of the time, yeah. <laughs> Works every time. Uh, I don't think that math checks out. It's a pungent odor, though, and it stings the nostrils. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It smells like pure gasoline. The reason I use 87% is it's a weird enough number that people will believe it right off the bat. I think so, too. Believe it or not, I think I use 87% all the time as well. So I think you and me were the same on that one. Yeah, when you cribbed that that saying and that joke for me to prove that statistical formats fuck up people and make them, yeah. will make them believe anything as long as you say it in that manner. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just something I've been doing for a while to fuck with people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and anytime you fucking destroy an unborn child in a film, especially when you do it in such a brutal and disgusting manner, I'm down with your movie because you transgressed. Did you like the, then, uh, did that help you like at all the Dawn of the Dead remake with the zombie baby? No, that was just contrived horseshit to me. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I, I just wonder, and I wasn't accusatory or nothing. I no, no, I, I'm just not a fan of that, yeah. that remake in general. Um, I'm not either. I'm not yeah. the biggest fan of it either. You know, but that's because you know I have such love for the original that it Zom- just bothers as, me. As far as zombie babies and gross out stuff goes, uh, there's two things that are infinitely better than anything that Dawn of the Dead remake did. That's uh-huh. Brain Dead slash Dead Alive for the folks at home that know the movie in America as Dead Alive from Peter Jackson. The zombie baby stuff in that is infinitely better than anything in Dawn of the Dead. And then the stuff with Heichel's Tale, that Masters of Horror episode, which this movie really reminded me of, uh, which we'll talk more about later when you know we're done with this movie. But those two things had better zombie baby action than Dawn of the Dead, the remake ever did. Nice. Give me a second. Sorry. <laughs> Your phone die again because of the, the ads? It, it didn't die. It just for some reason, like, just went right back to Facebook. So I'm like, thanks, oh. fucking. <laughs> thanks, thanks, fucking everything for fucking everything. That's what you get for uh, swiping left on everything all the time. <laughs> Let's see here. Is that even the right way? <laughs> I, no, I think know. swiping right means you like people, but if you swipe left, uh, I think it means you dislike people. I don't know. I've been out of the fucking game long enough to not dude, even know dude, what that app does. I was out of the game two decades before that app became existing. <laughs> uh, Samesies just at a third. Yeah, right.
that's a real thing? It's a thing. Holy fuck. Yeah, it totally is a thing. Yeah, Thank you, David. I, I believe you. I don't, I don't think you'd lie to me about that. <laughs> about zombie porn? No, I would never. That's a very serious subject for me. Right? I have no idea how to get out of this. So if you're out there speaking your own revenge, you living dead girls, kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned Port of the Dead. Now they're going to want us to fucking cover that. Oh, fuck shit. Yeah, probably. You're not wrong. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm not finding it again. I only had like one version of it that I saw once and I don't even own it. So. <laughs> and I have stopped recording.